Ruth, chapter 2, verse 1. Now Naomi had a relative of her husband's, a worthy man of the clan of Elimelech, whose name was Boaz. And Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, Let me go to the field and glean among the ears of grain after him in whose sight I shall find favour. And she said to her, Go, my daughter. So she set out and went and gleaned in the field after the reapers, and she happened to come to the part of the field belonging to Boaz, who was of the clan of Elimelech. And behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem, and he said to the reapers, The Lord be with you. And they answered, The Lord bless you. Then Boaz said to his young man, who was in charge of the reapers, Whose young woman is this? And the servant who was in charge of the reapers answered, She is the young Moabite woman who came back with Naomi from the country of Moab. She said, please let me glean and gather among the sheaves after the reapers. So she came, and she has continued from early morning until now, except for a short rest. Then Boaz said to Ruth, Now listen, my daughter, do not go to glean in another field, or leave this one, but keep close to my young women. Let your eyes be on the field that they are reaping. And go after them. Have I not charged the young men not to touch you? And when you are thirsty, go to the vessels and drink what the young men have drawn. Then she fell on her face, bowing to the ground, and said to him, Why have I found favour in your eyes, that you should take notice of me, since I am a foreigner? But Boaz answered her, All that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband has been fully told to me and how you left your father and mother and your native land and came to a people that you did not know before. The Lord repay you for what you have done, and a full reward be given you by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. Then she said, I have found favour in your eyes, my Lord, for you have comforted me and spoken kindly to your servant, though I am not one of your servants. And at mealtime, Boaz said to her, Come here and eat some bread and dip your morsel in the wine. So she sat beside the reapers, and he passed to her the roasted grain. And she ate until she was satisfied, and she had some left over. When she rose to glean, Boaz instructed his young men, saying, Let her glean even among the sheaves, and do not reproach her. And also pull out some from the bundles for her and leave it for her to glean and do not rebuke her. So she gleaned in the field until evening. Then she beat out what she had gleaned and it was about an ephah of barley. And she took it up and went into the city. Her mother-in-law saw what she had gleaned. She also brought out and gave her what food she had left over after being satisfied. And her mother-in-law said to her, Where did you glean today and where have you worked? Blessed be the man who took notice of you. So she told her mother-in-law with whom she had worked and said, The man's name with whom I work today is Boaz. And Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, May he be blessed by the Lord, whose kindness has not forsaken the living or the dead. Naomi also said to her, The man is a close relative of ours, one of our redeemers. And Ruth the Moabite said, Besides, he said to me, you shall keep close by my young men until they have finished all my harvest. And Naomi said to Ruth, her daughter-in-law, it is good, my daughter, that you go out with his young women, lest in another field you be assaulted. 
So she kept close to the young women of Boaz, gleaning until the end of the barley and wheat harvests, and she lived with her mother-in-law. Our Heavenly Father, we ask that by your Holy Spirit you will cause your word, your living word in the scriptures, to come alive in us. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Do take a seat. In the early years of the last century, so over 100 years ago, in Portsmouth, two teenagers met. One was Walter Smith. He was an imposing, handsome, athletic young man, six, six foot two tall, a draftsman in the dockyard there. The other was Olive Davies. She was the eldest of ten children, followed by eight brothers, and then at last another sister. She was four foot eleven. They fell in love. Sometime later they got engaged. Their engagement lasted six years until the time came when they could afford to get married and start a family. That true story is of the most intense concern to me. Why? Because they were my grandparents. We're looking at the book of Ruth through these summer weeks, and at the heart of it is the story of how Ruth and Boaz came to get married. And it is of the most intense concern to us as Christian believers. Why? Because these are our ancestors in the faith. In particular, they were the great-grandparents of King David and the Lord Jesus, humanly speaking, was a descendant of David. So not only are Ruth and Boaz family for us, the future of humanity hung on that marriage between Ruth and Boaz. But God was in control. And that is what we see as we read this little gem of a book. So today we come to chapter 2. Do please turn to that. It's on page 221, as we found already. We heard this earlier on. And my title is Kindness... As you'll see from my outline, which is there on the back of the yellow sheet with your service papers. My outline begins with the story so far, you'll see, and ends with next time. Just as you generally get if you watch an episode in a TV series. So first of all, let's catch up with what's going on in case you weren't here last week. So the story so far. This is the account of the experience of the Moabite woman, Ruth, and her mother-in-law, Naomi. The book of Ruth comes just after the book of Judges, as the very first uh, verse here says. In the day when the judges ruled. In the day when the judges ruled. That is way back before there was a king in Israel. And things started okay for Ruth and Naomi, but they quickly turned very bad indeed. And what we have in Ruth chapter 1 is a picture of family catastrophe and calamity. What went wrong? There was a famine in Israel, 
So Elimelech and his wife Naomi went abroad to Moab to live. They were, it seems, prosperous economic emigrants. Naomi's husband died. Her two sons married Moabite women, Orpah and Ruth. And then those two sons also died. That all took about 10 years. And the end result is three destitute, doubly bereaved widows. Naomi is far from home. And she is a bitter woman. I wonder if that is something that you maybe just in in some way can identify with yourself. Naomi thinks that God has no compassion for her. So she says to Ruth and Orpah, telling them to abandon her to her fate, she she makes this telling remark. This is chapter 1, verse 13. The hand of the Lord has gone out against me. She is sure that she can expect nothing from God, even if other people can. Life is bitter. Does that ring any bells for you? So many devastating experiences can lead us into that kind of bitterness. Hopes that we had cherished for years lie shattered around us. Those we love are wrenched away from us by death. Economic hardship grinds us down and leaves us with empty dreams of prosperity and wealth. We are debilitated by chronic sickness or depression or pain. Personal betrayal stamps ruthlessly on our trust in other people. Naomi is bitter. But the other thing that we see in chapter 1 is that Ruth is loyal. The situation is bleak for her as well. You can see the way that her mind is working in chapter 1, verse 17, where she says to Naomi, Where you die, I will die, and there will I be buried. Ruth shows deep loyalty, not just to Naomi, but to Naomi's people. And to Naomi's land, and crucially, to Naomi's God. Does life seem bitter to you? Well, cling to God. Are you a Christian already? Then hold on. Are you not yet a believer? Then take hold of Jesus Christ now. Just as Ruth, from her pagan background in Moab took hold of the living God and committed herself to be faithful to him, come what may, whatever your circumstances. And this is my first main point. Whatever your circumstances, be aware of God's loving kindness to his people. To Naomi, it's obvious that God has got it in for her. But actually that does indicate something else about Naomi. Naomi does have faith. Her view of God may be distorted, but her faith is real. She is clear that it is the Almighty who is providentially ordering all the events of her life. And she still sees God as potentially kind at least to other people, if not to her. 
So she says to Ruth and Orpah before she leaves Moab, this is chapter 1, verse 8. May the Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead, her sons, and with me. There is that word kindness. It's the same word that Naomi uses uh, at the end of chapter 2 when things are looking up and she speaks to Ruth of the Lord whose kindness has not forsaken the living or the dead. And this is a very particular kind of kindness. This is not just generally being nice to everyone. This is the loving kindness that we are to show to those to whom we are bound by what we might call covenant relationships. We are bound to such people because they are family. If we're married, then we are bound by our promises into such a covenant relationship with our wife or our husband. If we are believers in Jesus, then we are members of the family of God and we are bound to our brothers and sisters in Christ, to other members of the church. We are to behave towards all these people with consistent love and faithfulness, with loving kindness. That is the loving kindness that we see in the book of Ruth. Above all, that is the loving kindness with which God treats us when we come to him. We need to be aware what God is like. And of course, above all, we know that's what God is like because of Jesus, his son. There's even a pointer to that here in the repeated references to Bethlehem. At the end of chapter 1, three times it says they came to Bethlehem. They came to Bethlehem. They came to Bethlehem. And then in chapter 2, verse 4, it says, And behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem. Bethlehem was the city of the great shepherd king, David, the great-grandson of Boaz. And a thousand years later, of course, Bethlehem was the birthplace of great David's greater son, the Lord Jesus. And as the Bible says, by this we know love, that Jesus laid down his life for us. Be aware of God's loving kindness to his people. Then secondly, take refuge in the loving kindness of God. There's another side to Ruth's loyalty that we need to notice. Having tasted the bitterness of life herself, she is seeking refuge. Where does she look for security and safety? First of all, in the friendship of Naomi herself. But secondly, she looks to Naomi's God, the living God. For one thing, she seeks refuge, you could say, in God's law, which made provision for the poor to glean behind the harvesters, that is to pick up any of the crop that they leave behind. And that means that Ruth also seeks refuge among God's people. She expects that they will allow her to glean, and she's right. So Ruth says to Naomi in chapter 2, verse 2, Let me go to the field and glean among the ears of grain, After him in whose sight I shall find favor. Favor. There is the other great word in this chapter. Kindness and favor. Favor means 
grace, loving kindness shown to those who have no right to it. God is a God of kindness and of favor, of grace. He shows loving kindness to those who look to him for refuge, even though they don't deserve it and have no right to it. And the way that Ruth seeks refuge in God's law and among God's people is a consequence of the fact that she is seeking refuge in God himself. And Boaz realizes this. His name is relative and he therefore is under obligation to look out for her and her family, though Ruth does not know that yet. And Boaz finds Ruth amongst the harvesters and he asks about her. And when he's been filled in, he says to her, this is chapter 2, verse 12, The Lord repay you for what you have done, and a full reward be given you by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. As a young chick in a dangerous and threatening world crawls under the wings of its mother for security, so Ruth realized where safety lay for her. She would be okay as long as she stayed close to the Lord, the God of Israel. In his loving kindness, she could find shelter and refuge. So is life bitter for you? Then dare to hope for refuge and seek it out. Seek it among God's people. Seek refuge in Jesus, your Redeemer. And trust in his merciful, gracious, loving kindness. The full extent of this loving kindness that Ruth finds is not immediately obvious to her. And very often that is true for us too. We don't realize just how great is the extent of all the blessings that we have in Jesus. So let's just take a look at how these blessings unfold for Ruth. First of all, there is the way that she met up with Boaz. So chapter 2, verse 3. So she, Ruth, set out and went and gleaned in the field after the reapers. And she happened to come to the part of the field belonging to Boaz, who was of the clan of Eliminech, her dead father-in-law. And behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem. She happened to come to the part of the field belonging to Boaz. What looks on the surface like a coincidence is actually a God incidence. It is he who is providentially ordering events for Ruth's good. He is at work in the details of her everyday life just as he is at work in the details of our lives. Just that most of the time we don't see it. Only from heaven will we be able to see clearly all the ways that God works things out to bring us to the new heaven and the new earth through Jesus. So the Lord is beginning to bless Ruth even before she knows it's going on. And the blessing continues. She is shown kindness. Verses 8 and 9. Then Boaz said to Ruth, Now listen, my daughter, do not go to glean in another field or leave this one, but keep close to my young women. 
Let your eyes be on the field that they are reaping and go after them. Have I not charged the young men not to touch you? And when you're thirsty, go to the vessels and drink what the young men have drawn. And Ruth exclaims, Why have I found favor in your eyes that you should take notice of me? Since I am a foreigner, and in fact not just a foreigner, but a Moabite. Because of Moab's history of hostility towards the Israelites, they especially, by law, were in fact excluded from the life of Israel. So Ruth is thrilled that she has been noticed and shown kindness, even though she has no right to it. That is favor. That is grace. And the blessings begin to pile up. Boaz speaks tenderly to Ruth. And Ruth responds, I have found faith, this is verse 13, I have found favor in your eyes, my Lord, for you have comforted me and spoken kindly to your servant. Though I am not even, I am not one of your servants. Her daily needs were met. She found she and Naomi had food and an abundance of food, more food than they needed. Then she realizes that she has found in Boaz a close relative who will help her. And Naomi tells her that if she stays with him, she will be safe. Has it really come home to you that the place of safety for you is with Jesus? First of all, be aware that God is a God of loving kindness. And secondly, take refuge in that loving kindness. Then finally and thirdly, show the same loving kindness to others. Boaz not only points us to our Redeemer, he also gives us an example to follow. And remember that in the first instance, this covenant kindness... is our duty of care both to our natural families and also to the family of God. Boaz noticed Ruth, found out about her, talked to her, made sure that she was cared for. And we need to learn awareness of new believers as they become part of the life of the church. Notice them. Find out about them. Talk to them. Make sure that they're cared for. Even if you're new yourself, you can begin to look out for others. When you can, include them in what you're doing. Help to provide for their needs. Help to protect them, not least by praying for them. And we need to follow the example of Boaz and make sure that we show that same covenant, loving kindness to our families, in our marriages, if we are married, to our children, if we have them, to our relatives. We have an obligation to them. We have a duty of care that we are to fulfill. Boaz is our pattern in this. And through Boaz, via King David, we're pointed to Jesus, who laid down his life because of his loving kindness towards his people. We are to imitate him. 
And this habit of kindness extends also to those outside our covenant relationships, outside our family and our church, by grace. God says to us, this is Galatians chapter 6, verse 10, So then, as we have the opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are of the household of faith. What then are we to learn from Ruth's first encounters with Boaz? Be aware of God's loving kindness. Take refuge in that loving kindness and show the same loving kindness to others. But the story, of course, is just getting going in chapter 2. What is going to happen next time? We'll come back over the next few weeks and we'll see that on Naomi's advice... And with hope of more than just a good meal, Ruth deliberately goes to Boaz and seeks refuge with him. And first he promises that he will take care of her, and then he fulfills that promise. And spoiler alert, it is all moving towards chapter 4, verse 13, that says, So Boaz took Ruth, and she became his wife. And he went into her, and the Lord gave her conception. And she bore a son. But in reality, this loving kindness Ruth was experiencing in all its different aspects was far greater even than Ruth realized at that time. Because as the beginning of Matthew's Gospel points out, that child she bore turned out to be the grandfather of King David. And out of the line of David, eventually Jesus came. When Ruth was going through her darkest days, That was the Lord's plan all along. Her life had extraordinary, eternal significance. We see so much more of what God has done than ever Ruth did. But still we see so little of how God is unfolding everything piece by piece. He is weaving into his plan of salvation our bitter experiences as well. Consider the book of Ruth and learn to taste the favor and the loving kindness of God. Go home and read Ruth and reread it until it becomes a part of you. It's only three pages long. Learn about the God who out of his grace and loving kindness redeemed Ruth. Believe in the Lord's providential ordering of your life as you seek refuge in him. Trust that he is full of loving kindness towards you. Come what may, cling to him. Show that same loving kindness in your life towards others. God is not against us. He is for us. He is full of loving kindness towards us. Take refuge under his wings. Let's bow our heads to pray. Our Heavenly Father, we praise you and we thank you for the loving kindness that you have shown to us by grace through Jesus. And we ask that you will teach us more and more 
to know that kindness, to show it to others, and to take refuge under the shadow of your wings. In Jesus' name.